Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, about 13 minutes or so each day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's word and thereby helping us to stay strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps keep us focused on a relationship with God and on our spiritual lives. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can through Facebook, friends, text messages, other technological means, but share. That may help somebody start to grow in their faith and maybe even ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to continue our line of thought and study that we began last time. We're asking the question, why am I a Christian? Why am I a believer in Jesus Christ? Now, I can ask that question personally for me because I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I am a Christian as a result of being a believer in Jesus Christ. And the the, the two go hand in hand. To be a true believer in Jesus Christ, I've got to become a Christian. True belief, absolute faith in Jesus is going to necessarily motivate me to become a Christian. The two really cannot be separated and really be true faith in Christ. And it's impossible to become a Christian, a true Christian, without having true faith in Christ. So we began looking at kind of some introductory material along this line. We talked about, okay, what does it mean to be a true believer in Jesus? I understand and agree with what the Bible says about Jesus. So we read from Romans chapter 10, verses 13 and 14, also verse 17, also verse 16. And we connected there where it says, whoever, be- whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But what does that mean? It's certainly not shouting out the name of Jesus. It's, it's certainly not even shouting out, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, or Lord Jesus, save me. Now, there are denominational churches that will say, just invite Jesus into your heart, or let him into your heart, or ask him to come into your heart. And again, I would challenge you, please show me verses of Scripture that say that as to how to come to salvation in Jesus as to how to become a Christian, as to how to act upon your faith in Jesus, um, I don't think you're going to find it anywhere in the New Testament scriptures. But rather, we are to study, to show ourselves approved before God, a worker who can rightly divide or handle correctly or apply correctly his word of truth, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15. Now, why do we need to be in God's word so diligently? And one of the translations in that particular verse says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. Well, why? Because going back to the basic principle that this study, today's Bible class, is always based upon, faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, I said we also read verse 16. And in that particular verse, the apostle Paul said, but not all have obeyed the gospel. And so there's the hang-up for a whole lot of people because they want to be, they, they, they want to present themselves. They want to feel within their heart that they're true believers in Jesus. And maybe even to the extent that they said, yeah, yeah, I've become a Christian. But the obedience part is a hang-up for them. They don't want to 
really have to be fully obedient to the gospel, to, to Jesus Christ, to his teachings. And so, again, the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 John chapter 1, verse 9, whoever transgresses and does not abide in or live in or live by the doctrine, which means teaching, of Christ does not have God. Without obedience, without obedience, there is no faithfulness, not true faithfulness. So Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, John 14 and verse 15. He said again in verse 21, basically the same thing. He who, keep, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And then in verse 21, he repeats it again. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And then he put it in reverse order in verse 24. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And that's really tough for a whole lot of people to admit to themselves, let alone to others, that they don't really love Jesus in the way that he is trying to teach there because they don't keep his commandments, because they don't follow his teachings faithfully, obediently on a consistent basis. He says, if you love me, you will obey my teachings. You will live by my teachings. And so we noted that the Hebrews writer in Hebrews 5 and verse 9, actually verse 8 we begin with, speaking of Jesus, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Why do you think Jesus needed to learn obedience? He was never disobedient. Hebrews chapter 4 and the last two verses in that chapter said he was tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He was never disobedient. But we needed the example that he presented to us by learning obedience himself, by being obedient to God's will, and his mission was to fulfill that will in minute detail. We needed to learn the importance of obedience to God's teachings, to our Lord's teachings. And so Jesus learned obedience through the things which he suffered. And then having become, having, having been perfected, he became the author or source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. So it's not just agreeing with the teachings about Jesus in the scriptures. It's agreeing, understanding, believing, developing faith in him through those teachings to the point that we obey those teachings. They become the guidebook for our lives on a daily basis. So here's the big question again. Why be a believer in Jesus with all that includes? And that includes becoming a Christian, faithful, dedicated, obedient, consistently, on an ongoing basis, Christian. Remember, one believer in Jesus named Nicodemus, John chapter 3, he came to Jesus by night. And later in the scripture text, he's referred to as he who came to Jesus by night. Why by night? You get the impression, at least I do, if I'm wrong, I apologize, but it seems to me it was under the cover of darkness. So he would not be found out by some 
that he was a believer in Jesus, at least to some extent. There was another man, Joseph of Arimathea, and he was a believer in Jesus. But secretly, the text says, John chapter 19. So we can't just keep a belief in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, as the Son of God, kind of in a box someplace in our life. We have to be his active, dedicated, obedient follower. Okay, now why am I a believer? Why am I a believer to the point that I am a Christian? Are there any advantages over not believing, over not being a Christian? I want us to consider a whole number of those advantages. Number one, as a believer, a true believer, an obedient believer in Jesus, to the point that I am a Christian, I have become a Christian, I strive diligently to live a Christian life, I have forgiveness in Christ. When Jesus told a Christian man named Ananias to go teach this fellow named Saul of Tarsus, who had been an enemy of Christianity, an enemy of the church, an enemy of Jesus Christ. But Jesus had presented himself in a way to Saul on a road to Damascus, a city where Saul was on his way to hunt down Christians, take them into custody, and bring them bound back to Jerusalem and put them on trial, basically, for their faith in Christ. Jesus spoke to him on the way. Saul was struck blind. Jesus told him, go into the city and you will be told what you must do. And for three days he prayed and he fasted, still blind. Jesus told this Christian man named Ananias, go. I want you to teach him. Ananias came, laid his hands on him. His, his sight was restored. And then he asked him, and obviously he taught him and that, you know, the, the basic gospel message of salvation through Jesus Christ. And, in, and as, as Saul, later to become the apostle Paul, he was recounting in Acts chapter 22, he said, Ananias came to him and said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Now remember Romans chapter 12, uh, rather Romans chapter 10, and verse 13, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We read that also in Acts chapter 2 at verse 21, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's not just shouting out, Lord. It's not saying, Lord, come into my heart. Or Lord, save me. But Ananias gave us the key, understanding. It is coming to him in open, faithful obedience as we're baptized into him, our sins are washed away by the blood he shed on the cross. And so Ananias, sent by Jesus himself to teach Saul, said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, 
calling on the name of the Lord. At the point of being baptized, buried with Jesus in the waters of baptism, Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5, Saul was cleansed of the guilt of his sins. Ephesians chapter four, or chapter one and verse seven says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins according to the riches of his grace. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 43, we read further along this line about this blessing of forgiveness in Christ. To him all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes In him will receive remission of sins. Now, we've already established that that kind of true belief is obedient belief. On Pentecost, when many asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? Peter said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Why am I a Christian? Why am I a believer in Jesus Christ? Because in becoming a Christian, I've been forgiven of my sins. How people long to be forgiven. Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the way. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for blessing us with the opportunity to be forgiven of our sins, to be cleansed of all of our guilt through the blood of of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, shed on that cross so long ago. Help people to understand and not just believe verbally or even mentally, but to believe to the point of being obedient, to come to him, his way, your way, through baptism for the remission of sins. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.